Dear Guru Bob, by David Goodfellow, read by Peter Knupfer. You're not going insane. I'm not a voice in your head. You're listening to the radio. Welcome to Guru Bob Does the Talky Thing, hosted by yours truly. I'd like to start today's broadcast by reading an email I received earlier this week. Dear Guru Bob, I have a crippling fear of tomorrow. At night, I lie in bed crying, anxiety-ridden, unable to sleep. What if it all goes wrong? What if tomorrow is a total disaster? The what-ifs drive me crazy. What can I do, Guru Bob? John Manley from Birmingham. Dear John, 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 usually I'd say what you most need is where you're least prepared to go. But you already live in Birmingham, so that advice won't work for you. Like Joseph said to the heavily pregnant Mary on the road to Bethlehem, I hear your story, but I don't believe you. You see, John, what you're selling, I'm not buying. I know better than to take what you say at face value. You claim you're scared of tomorrow, but you're really scared of being yourself. You're a big fat wuss and you need to grow up. No one likes a man baby, not even other man babies. You probably wrote in expecting some mumbo jumbo about Betty Bye Bye meditations and dream catchers. I bet you listen to the sounds of humpback whales mating while you struggle to get to sleep, watching the moonlight chase shadows across the ceiling. Odds are you're thinking about getting sleeping pills from your poor overworked GP. Listen carefully. Your doctor does not like you. She's paid to smile while you drivel on. Of course, she'll happily give you drugs. Who wouldn't? I'd give you my personal stash to get you the hell out of my office. Well, John, I'm not going to give you any of that weak tea, mung bean, new age, mummy didn't breastfeed me enough claptrap advice you'd get from other radio shows. You're a man. You are Mr. Manly. I'm going to give you some old school man-to-man advice. And if you're not a man and you're a woman calling yourself John Manly, buckle up, bucko. You want to play for the team? It's your turn to bat. So, John, you can't sleep? Have a six-pack. Still can't sleep? Have another drink. Some hard liquor this time. Still wide awake? Fantastic. You've just learned a valuable lesson. You're a night owl. Your life is not over. Elvis Presley, Adolf Hitler, Mao Zedong, they were all night owls. Yes, I hear you. That's dreadful. Awful. Sickening. But we mustn't judge Elvis too harshly. It was a different time. My point, John, is that being bright-eyed and wide awake alongside the degenerates of this world shouldn't stop you from living a full and rich life. I myself often enjoy wandering barefoot through the neighborhood at 4 a.m. wearing a balaclava. It's a great way to maintain social distancing. Join us night people and see for yourself. Get out there, John. Do a bit of van going. Look upwards. Drink it all in. Mainline some of that starry, starry night. Exhilarating, stimulating stuff, man. Don't be ashamed. Daylight hours just aren't your thing. It's time to learn the ways of your fellow night folk. Skip bathing. Grow a beard, start wearing bell-bottoms and tie-dye shirts, smash all the mirrors in your house. Why not? No one will ever see you in daylight again. What I'm saying, John, is your fear of tomorrow is actually a reluctance to be who you really are. Embrace your inner freaky night owl. You'll never look back. Here's another one from my inbox. Dear Guru Bob, I have been having immense trouble during the lockdown. Claustrophobia, panic attacks, fears about the future... To put it simply, I'm afraid. Now lockdown is lifting. I'm frightened to go outside into the world. Damned if I don't, damned if I do. Can you help? Shirley from Notting Hill. Shirley, you're stuck in your temple. That reminds me, I'd love a drink, thank you very much. It's 9am here, but it's noon somewhere. I can certainly share some suggestions. 
I have some experience with this sort of thing. Back in the 90s, they called me crazy for digging a bunker in the back garden. What are you doing, Bob? Laughed my neighbors. Are you sure about excavating such a big hole without planning permission? I looked up into their bovine, bewildered eyes. They were barbecuing, as I recall, drumsticks in hand, leaning over my hedge, spraying poultry particles with every word. What a job, lot of germ-ridden petri dishes, I thought to myself. I reacted swiftly, soaking them with a hose before sterilizing the hedge with a blowtorch. And that, dear Shirley, is why I no longer have a hedge. It is why I sit writing this in my living room, looking out upon a mighty 19-foot-high brick wall topped with razor wire. Any narcissistic, haunted, pumpkin president would weep with envy. I digress. You see, Shirley, I stayed in my bunker from December 1999 to June 2001. I was going to beat the Millennium Buck single-handed, become an isolated pocket of humanity. I envisaged ushering in a new age of mankind. I had everything we'd need down there. The great works of literature, Shakespeare, Emily Dickinson, Playboy... I must admit I never got around to reading the articles. I had vast numbers of seeds to regrow the fire-scorched earth, and chocolates, so many chocolates. I intended to use them to instigate heartwarming moments with the hordes of feral abandoned children eking out an existence on the surface, their parents having been killed by exploding computers and starvation riots. Eventually I started feeling fuzzy. Perhaps it was the recycled air, or maybe there's a limit to how many times you can use a coffee filter to purify urine. So up I went. Imagine my surprise when I emerged topside, sporting a large beard, smelling like a rat's ass to find a peaceful and utterly unchanged world. You see, Shirley, I'd let my fears run my life, and they'd made a total prat out of me. So what's the lesson here? How can I help you? What can I say? Well... Living in Notting Hill, I fear you've become alive to a new world of insecurity. Shit got real, as young people say. You've seen through the empty shelves in the local health food shop, previously heaving with avocados and kale to see your fellow man with arms full of toilet roll. You started finding strong flour and eggs hard to come by. Ocado makes you wait for pasta and mozzarella. You sit there watching 24-hour news and panic has set in. Your previous carefree existence is under fire, and it's frightened you. This is wonderful. You can wave goodbye to Neverland and join the rest of us on the reality mainland. Here's the thing, Shirley. You should be afraid. The world is a scary, scary place. It is, in fact, deadly. No one gets that alive. With, of course, the notable exception of Jesus Christ, the zombie savior, but take that with a pinch of oak-smoked Himalayan sea salt. He's been MIA for over 2,000 years. The world is a cutthroat, dog-eat-dog, man-eats-dog, scratch-that-man-eats-everything reality. Be afraid. Be very afraid. Be extremely afraid. We've got to duck and dive, weave and dodge, stalked by death at every corner. If the virus doesn't get you, something else will. Like I said to my brother, watch out for that falling piano. What piano, I hear you say? Which is exactly what my brother said before his untimely demise. That, Shirley, is my point. You never know what's coming next, or what's going to get you in the end. Maybe the Reaper will get you from behind with arse cancer. Perhaps a full frontal car crash is how you will become food for worms. It could be a rampaging cannibal, deeply immersed in a deadly psychedelic coming-of-age ritual, chasing you naked through the jungle primeval or a microscopic hitchhiking virus from China, brought to you courtesy of the bastard next door. Who knows what's written on your ticket? The ringing in your ears is not tinnitus, it's destiny. For whom the bell tolls, for whom the bell tolls, Shirley.
Eventually, it tolls for all of us. These are indeed troubling times. It is okay to feel uneasy, but take it from someone who's wasted years of his life cowering in fear, peeing into bottles and eating freeze-dried ready meals. It's not worth it. Yes, sleep with a gun under your pillow and keep a log of neighbors' nocturnal movements. That's only common sense. But don't go completely crazy. Wash your hands. Stop licking door handles. Get out there and live your life. Leave your temple, Shirley. And be sure to keep one eye open for falling musical instruments. That's everything from me, Guru Bob. Until next time, keep it surreal. And remember, the Guru is really within you. <laughs>